Hallelujah. For those of you at home, why don't you shout a big hallelujah? The Lord is good. Uh, though circumstances may differ, but we will still call upon the name of our God. Amen. We want to thank God that we are still able to bring you this service, especially for those of you at home, because the majority of our people are at home. We want to thank you because um, you, of, of your faithfulness, your prayers, and for everything that you are doing. We appreciate God Almighty. I want to thank the few people that are here because we have been deemed essential. And so people have come here and we are abiding by the rule of the land, making sure that, number one, we practice the social distancing, and that, number two, that we make sure that we are no more than 10 congregating in a place. Praise the Lord. Um, I am going to start by making some announcements, and then after that, I will go straight into the word for this morning. Praise God. Uh, you will please pardon us because today there will be no French translation in the service uh, that has been necessitated because of a lot of reasons and one of the major reasons is that our main translator is presently in self-quarantine having recently come back from a trip to South Africa and so we need to also observe all protocol so please bear with us Secondly, you will notice from the slide on the screen, and I'm sure that you can see the slide behind me, all our meetings will be online until further notice. And so the only reason why few of us are in church this morning is because of the instruments which are a little bit difficult to coordinate online. And we know that the African experience is not complete without our drums, without our dancing, and without our instruments. Praise the Lord. Uh, we will continue to have and thank God for technology because technology has actually gone ahead of COVID-19. Praise God. With technology, we have been able to pray online, and I want to thank God for all of you that joined the prayer meeting Saturday morning because it was actually encouraging. By the last time I counted, there were at least 29 different phones that logged on onto the line. So we want to thank God because God is doing wonders even in the midst of all of this catastrophe. Praise the Lord. Now, if you look on, online there, you will see that the phone number, just in case, if this is your first time of joining our service, uh, we have a dedicated phone line whereby we pray online every morning. The one is, the number is 514-819-0355. Again, it is 514-819-0355. And from Monday to Friday, the time is 6 to 6.30. And then the code that you will put after that is 1%. Now, if you don't remember the 1%, then you can dial the code. It's 1737-2368. one 737 Two three six eight. It is Monday to Friday, six to six thirty. On Saturdays, we have had to move our prayer meeting in the church on Saturdays online, and so our online prayer is from eight to eight thirty. And that and the code for that one is the theme for the year, which is strictly Emmanuel. Praise the Lord. And so we still 
by the grace of God, keep in touch during these times. And even during the message, you will hear other ways that I am going to suggest that we keep in touch with one another while obeying and complying with the rules of the land. Praise God. I'm not sure if you are able to see the, um, the website that I've put there very well. Those are two websites that give you an idea of what is actually going on in the world. I am going to try to minimize it here and see if I can actually go to the proper website. Uh, it's, it's not showing on the screen there, but I can see it here. On the proper website here, it actually shows you the number of um, COVID-19 cases all over the world. And brethren, I cannot continue to thank God enough that we live in a land called Canada. Across the border, they have more than 10,000 cases now. In Canada, we only have a little over 700. And so we want to thank God because despite the vastness of our land, we want to thank God that the government took very, very swift decision to contain the virus. Praise the Lord. The second website there tells you about what you need to know about social distancing. It basically says, it's from the um, Government of Canada website, it talks about avoiding crowded places and non-essential gatherings. And I know that one or two people have asked me that when we come to church, about eight or nine of us to do this, but I want to guarantee you that our gathering is essential. And the part of the reason why it is essential is because our gathering is the only hope that some people have every week to connect with their maker. Praise the Lord. In medical terms, we call that a form of psychotherapy, where you make sure that you give somebody something that gives them hope in their life. We are praying that people will not begin to think and to do things that they should not do during this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, let me go to the next slide here. Just a second. I have to go back here. Okay, yep. So I mentioned that, yep, we are part of the essential services. And because the church is a beacon of hope and it is a place of healing. Praise God. Give me one second here. I need, I need to put this properly here. Okay. Now, during these times, uh, there are two ways that you can get in touch with us, depending on which stream that you fall in. If you are a member of Cornerstone, by the grace of God, you know, everybody knows everybody's phone number. And if you are not sure, you can check on our WhatsApp group for the church. And for any reason, if you have not been connected to the WhatsApp group, then you might want to contact somebody that knows you within the church and they have the authority and the freedom to connect you. This is not the time for anybody whatsoever to be disconnected from other people. We want to make sure that everybody is connected to everybody else. Praise the Lord. So the first way that you can connect with us as a member is number one, through, your, through the WhatsApp group. Number two, we still have the service groups. Every activity group within the church, they still continue to connect online. The, the choir will continue to connect online. Those in the home groups will continue to connect online just to encourage one another during this period. Praise the Lord. Part of our information will be also be sent out by email. And so we have devised many ways to make sure that you are in touch 
and that you are getting the right information and not just information from people that are spreading rumors. Praise God. Now, if you don't belong to the first category, you can send us an email on info at ccm.church. Info at ccm.church and you can be rest assured the staff members in the church are still doing skeletal services just to make sure that nothing goes unattended to. Number two, if you send us a message on our Facebook, Facebook page, we will endeavor to reply to your message. Now, number three way is to, set, is to go to our website, and there's a region of our website where it says, contact us. If you also send a message to that link, we will get your message. Lastly, you can, set, you can phone and leave a message on the phone line. The phones will be checked periodically to make sure that we attend to the needs of everyone that is leaving the message. Praise God. Now, we know that these are unusual times, but um, we will not be taking offering now in the church. But for those of you at home, I want you to remember that out of all of these three options, the only one that is really available to us now is the one by email. It is recommended that we don't carry cash around for now because money touches everything. Money carries everything. And so we want to send our money electronically. And so if you have not been doing it, please, you can do that. Oh, let me go back. You can do that and send to finance at ccm.church. Praise the Lord. When you click it before you submit it, one of the ways of making sure that you are sending to the right place is that it will tell you that the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Cornerstone Chapel Mountain, has activated automatic deposits. That way you can be sure that your money is not going to the wrong place. Place the Lord. So please take your time during this service. Send your regular contributions, regular tithes, regular offerings, because unfortunately, the requirements and the responsibilities of the church does not go down during periods of crisis. If anything, it actually increases. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for your faithfulness. I want to thank God for everything that you have been doing on behalf of his church. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you this morning for your faithfulness again. We bless your name because you are good. Thank you, Father, because of that which you have done. Father, we thank you for containing this virus. Lord, we thank you because we know that the end is near. Father, we give you all the glory. Thank you, God Almighty, for the platform that you have given us that we can still share your word. We pray, O oh God Almighty, that even as your word goes forth, let it go forth with simplicity. Let it go forth with authority. Let it go forth to encourage men. Let it go forth to encourage and comfort women. Let it go forth, O oh God Almighty, to make people to know that you are still there. Thank you, Father, for everything. I pray for all your children wherever they are now, O oh God, that Lord God Almighty, that your mercy will be with them. I pray, Father, that coronavirus will not be their portion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. So during this period, we will be speaking on a series called Being the Church in Unusual Circumstances. Being the Church in Unusual Circumstances. And of course, most of you can testify that the circumstances that we have found ourselves in are very, very unusual. So it will be a series. And during this series, there will be different breakdowns and there will be different subtopics. But the general theme is being the church in unusual circumstances. Now, I know some of you are watching at home, 
and you are watching with your children, you are watching with your husbands. I know some of you are watching with others. Some of you have even shared this link with some of your members that are not here. And so I want you to tell yourself that I am going to remain a Christian and I will be the church during these circumstances. That is the only way that hope will come to our world. Praise the Lord. I want to bring you to a verse that we quote all the time. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. The Bible says, I urge you first of all to pray for all people, to ask God to help them and to intercede on their behalf, giving thanks for them. Verse 2. It says, pray this way also for kings. In our case, we pray for the prime minister. In our case, we pray for the premiers. We pray for the mayors. It says, pray this way also for kings and all those who are in positions of authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked with godliness and dignity. And now goes further to say, this is good. This is good and pleases God our Savior. We want everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Brethren, if you have never prayed for your leaders, this is the time to pray for them that they will make the right decisions concerning everything that is going on. I found this in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8. The Bible says, and it's talking to those of us that are Christians now. It says, obey the king since you vow to God that you would. Obey the king. Obey the prime minister. Obey the premier. Obey the mayor. Obey everyone that is giving instruction at this time. He said, don't try to avoid doing your duty. Part of our duty now is to live by the rules that we are being given, both for ourselves and for others. And he said, don't stand with those who plot evil, for the king can do whatever he wants. His command is backed by great power. No one can resist or question it. He then goes further to say, those who obey him will not be punished, and those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. For there is a time and a way for everything, even when a person is in trouble. Indeed, how can people avoid with what they don't know is going to happen? I like the last verse. It says, how can people avoid what they don't know is going to happen? It is impossible for our prime minister to have avoided this crisis because he never knew it was going to happen. It is impossible for our premier to have avoided this crisis because he never knew what was going to happen. It is impossible for you yourself. Everybody had plans. Some of you will remember that by now I'm supposed to be on vacation. I'm supposed to be resting somewhere. But now I'm back at work because nobody knows what is going to happen. Praise the Lord. And so I will go into the subtitle for today. And the subtitle for today's message is very simple. It says, Comfort One Another. Why don't you tell your, 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 the family members that you are with, and for those of you that are here, that are sitting very far apart, why don't you just look in the direction of somebody and say, Comfort One Another. Comfort one another. Hey, why don't you say it again? Comfort One Another. Why don't you say, I will be a comforter. I will comfort somebody else today. Oh, yes, but I also need comfort. Amen? Amen? Anybody that doesn't need comfort, everybody needs comfort. Everybody needs encouragement. So now, in verse 1 of that passage, now, 
you will notice that these verses that I'm going to read to you may not conform to any of the particular Bible passages that uh, Bible edition you have. And the reason is this. I went through about 18 to 20 different translations and I picked uh, the ones that fit exactly what I wanted to talk about. So I went through different translations. So it says in verse 1 that grace to you and peace. And I define that peace and an inner calm and a spiritual well-being. From who? From God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. It says peace from God. Brethren, if you have peace from God, all your problems are solved. And I'm sure you know that. Verse 2. It says, let us give thanks, praise, and what? Adoration to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he is our merciful Father, and he always gives us what? Comfort and encouragement, the God from whom all help comes. Verse 4. He helps, comforts, and encourages us. I want us to say those three things. He what? Helps. helps. Number two. Comfort. Number three. Encourages. Encourages who? Us. us. In how many trouble? Every, Every single trouble. I'm going to read it again. He helps, he comforts, and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to do what? To help, to comfort, and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble. And then it now says, using the same help which we ourselves have received from God. Brethren, in a time like this, a passage like that just gives you peace. It says, it helps, it comforts, and it encourages us. Not in some trouble, not in a few trouble, but in every single trouble. I'm going to try to break it down here. The word to help there means to support. It means somebody that supports you while helping you to overcome a challenge that you have. I will read it again. The word help means somebody that is supporting you and helping you as you overcome your challenges. I will give you some verses there to support what I'm talking about. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24. If you read it all the way to chapter 7, verse 1, the Bible says, but the Bible talks about when there was a siege and a woman came to the king. Just like a woman, a man, somebody will go to our prime minister now. Thank God for our prime minister. He's doing all his best. But the challenge that we have is that nobody even knows the way that this thing is moving. We only know that it's jumping from person to person. And so the king in the Bible said, if the Lord does not help you, what can I do? Brethren, if the Lord does not help our country, what can we do? If the Lord does not help the world, what can we do? The second one is from Second Chronicles. It says, Oh God, our God, you will not, we will not judge them, 
For we are powerless before this vast army that comes against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are where? Upon you. Brethren, when everything else fails, look unto him. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Psalm 121 verse 1. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes unto where? Unto the mountains, the hills. I began to ponder on that passage. You see, whenever a man, a woman or a child does not know the answer to something, they begin to look in the sky. And I remember when we were young, they used to tell us a proverb in my language in those days, that it is when you don't know the answer to something that you look into the skies. The answer is not in the skies. Praise the Lord. And so when he says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, where does my help come from? I know some of you that are students will know this. When you go to exams sometimes and the question seems hard, what do you do? You hold your pen and you begin to look up. Sometimes I used to wonder when I was younger, maybe the, maybe the answers were written on the ceiling. Because everybody looks up. In fact, when you see people looking up in the exam hall, you know they don't know the answer. Praise the Lord. It says, my help comes from where? The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We are talking about God supporting the man when the man is in trouble. Verse 41, verse 13, uh, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13, he actually goes ahead himself to make a promise. Thank God that when God makes a promise, he makes the promise to come to pass. He said, for we hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I will say unto you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Why don't you tell your neighbor at home, God is here to help you. Why don't you tell your husband or your wife, God is here to help us in the name of Jesus. Now, the second verse that we want to see there. Remember, there were three things that we saw in that passage. It said he helps. What's the second one again? He comforts. And the third one? Okay, good. Thank, you. Thank God for good students. And so the second one here, it talks about comfort. Comfort means to cheer somebody up. When somebody is not feeling well and you cheer them up, it means you comfort them. Comfort means that when somebody has lost something and you visit them, by the time you are leaving, they have temporarily forgotten the fact that they even lost something. They have cheered up. Comfort means that when a man, a woman, a child has lost a member of the family and your presence brings enough cheer that when you are there, they cannot even afford to think about the things that have gone wrong to them. And so I define this as to make somebody feel better again. Amen? To make somebody feel better again. Because that person was feeling good before, the person stopped feeling good because something happened, and then now you make them feel better again. I remember Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. He says, if the Lord Jesus is willing, he says, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. He said, then he can cheer me up. Then he can what? Cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. Brethren, let me tell you the truth. Every time that I hear that you are doing well, my spirit is cheered up. Every time that your activity leader hears that you are doing well, his spirit is cheered up. And that is part of the reason why we said everybody should find a way to connect during this period. Send out a message to your activity leader. 
Send out a message to the people in your group. Let them know that you are doing well. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the third one. The third one says, the Lord God Almighty, he comforts us, he helps us, and then he encourages us. To encourage also means to give support. It means to give strength. The word encourage comes from two words. It means, they come from the word en, which means to give, and the word courage. So it means to give courage to somebody. The only way you give courage to somebody is by changing their attitude. Praise the Lord. The, you can give courage to a man that believes he cannot do it. When you tell him he can do it and his attitude towards that thing changes, it means that you have encouraged him. I remember in those days, there were people that came to our church. There were certain things they didn't believe they could do. But by way of encouragement, by way of giving them courage, some of them are giants in the kingdom now. We want to thank God for their lives. And so that is part of the thing the church is there for. The church gives courage. The God church allows a man, a woman, a child to change their attitude concerning what they believe about themselves. Brethren, I want you to take note of that passage particularly. The word encourage, and I keep saying it, it means to change your attitude about something that you are trying to achieve. And then the word encourage is closely associated with hope. Romans chapter 15 verses 4 to 6, it says that everything that was written in the past was written for our instruction. So that through endurance and encouragement of scripture, we might have hope. So that by endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Let me stop here to encourage you, brethren. During this period, don't look at it as a period of trouble. Look at it as an opportunity to bury yourselves in your Bible. Look at it as an opportunity for you to move close to God. Look at it as an opportunity for you to hear what God is saying. Look at it as an opportunity for you to be close to family. Look at it as an in everything. The Bible says in all things, what do you do? You give thanks. In all things, we give thanks. I was talking to some people over the, over, during the week. Don't you just thank God that you live in Canada? At least I'm talking to those, those, that, those that live in Canada now. Don't you just thank God that you live in Canada? A place where you can be sure that things are being contained for your good. Amen? Not for the good of somebody else's pocket, but for your own good. Amen? So when the government says this is what we are trying to do, we have no choice but to cooperate with them. I was telling somebody yesterday that the government of Canada said wherever our citizens are, we will send planes to collect them. I said, why would the citizens not be patriotic? Why would, they, why would we not want to do things for our country? Praise the Lord. Um, I will not mention any names. Those of you that are watching at home, you know what I'm talking about. But I know certain countries that even if you and your president meet in the airport, the president may leave you there. I, I, I hope that that is not your country. But the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And so we want to go to the next thing. All of these things help, encouragement, and hope. All of them come mainly through the words that we speak. And that is why words carry a lot of weight. The Bible says that the power of life and death are in the tongue. 
Brethren, during this period, be careful what you say as a Christian. Be careful what you say to an unbeliever. Be careful what you say to fellow Christians. Because why? Because the power of the words will either encourage somebody or discourage somebody. For the Bible, the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The Bible then says that God sent that word into the world, and everything he spoke came to pass. So you have to be careful about what you say. Luke chapter 4 verse 18, the word is speaking. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news. Good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. Brethren, I want to tell you today that everyone that is being held captive with this COVID-19, they will be released in Jesus' name. He said, the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free. Brethren, if you have never known oppression, you will understand that staying 14 days indoors is an oppression. And so it is not until somebody else oppresses you. Something you cannot see. Something that is so small, you have to look under the microscope. is oppressing the whole world. Brethren, Jesus said that the oppressed will be set free. And so I'm believing God that our world will be set free in the name of Jesus. It says, and the time of the Lord's favor to come. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Acts chapter 10 verse 18 and uh, 38. That was one of the verses that were used during the prayer. And that he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed for the de of the devil, for God was with him. Then you have Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. The Bible says, therefore, since the promise of entering Israel still stands, thank God God does not withdraw his promise. He said, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Therefore, the promise of entering Israel still stands. Let us be careful that none of us will fall short of it. Brethren, we can rest even in the time of adversity. Now, I have said that these things, they come through what? Words. And the other way they come is through what? Actions. Through what? Through what? Actions. The Bible rightly tells us. It said, always be full of joy in the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. And then it goes ahead to say verse 6. He said, don't worry about anything. Brethren, I am telling you the truth. COVID-19 is not going to kill anybody in our church. COVID-19 is not going to infect anybody in our church. In the name of Jesus Christ. I know for sure. The Bible says, and the peace of God that exceeds anything you can understand. There is a peace you have just because you are a child of God. There is another peace you have because you belong to a group of people that believe in this God. And the Bible says there is that then you will experience God's peace. But then I like what Apostle Paul said in verse 9. He said, keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me. Brethren, let me, let me stop here and say one or two things. I want every one of you to remember all the things that we have been teaching, we have been saying, we have been modeling in the past years. This might, it might be for a time like this. We have always said it, that there is something called the corporate anointing. All of us will come together, we believe God for great things. But when you get to your house, when you are by yourself, and your throat suddenly begins to scratch you, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? COVID-19. Amen? What is the thing that comes to your mind? When your wife or your husband is eating, and the food has not gone the right way, and they make mistake to cough. 
you begin to think what? COVID-19. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When, you, when the sun is coming in through, through your windows and you begin to feel a little bit hot, you begin to ask yourself, have I caught the bug? But I want to assure you, brethren, the Bible says everything that you have heard from me and saw me doing, it says do it and the peace of God will be with you. It says and the God of peace will be with you. And so we have been preaching, we have been teaching, we have been modeling it. Faith is believing God for what you can't see. Amen? And so if you can believe God for what you cannot see, then you can believe God that COVID-19 will not survive on your skin. That COVID-19 will not survive on your body. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want somebody to say with me that COVID-19 cannot survive in my family. COVID-19 cannot survive in my family. Yes, COVID-19 cannot survive in my family in the name of Jesus. Now, what are those words? The words that we share that the world needs now is gratitude in the midst of trouble because it brings hope to the heart. When you open your mouth, when everybody's complaining, you say, I thank God that I'm alive. I thank God that God is in charge. You want to tell the world that God keeps promises. Brethren, I can tell you for sure. We don't have time today because of how we are. We don't, we don't even know how to share testimonies online. But when you tell people that God keeps promises, most of you can testify to that. Then you understand his character is stable. And then our experiences prove that God is faithful. I was telling my wife this morning, as I, as, as I, was, as I was coming to preach this message, I said, going by the numbers that the government told us to keep, I said, it suddenly reminds me when we started the church. When you will preach and there will be five people sitting down. And then you will preach your heart as if there were 500. But God is what? He's faithful. The same God that has taken it forward from that number has increased our numbers. Amen? So we want to thank God. In fact, jokingly, I was thinking to myself, if there is a church of six people, they can still meet. Because there are only six anyway, and they are, they are still meeting the requirements of the government. But we thank God that our church has long gone beyond the way number of the number 10. Praise God. True comfort comes from where? From God. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what anybody says. True comfort comes from God. I am a vessel to be used of God, but the true comfort comes from God. True comfort comes to us when we most need it. That is one of the things that I like God about. God is a strategic God. He knows when to comfort you. The Bible says, Thy rod and thy staff, they what? They comfort me. And then it comes to make us useful. Remember that passage that we read? We said that God helps us, God comforts us, and God encourages us so that we can become useful in helping, comforting, and encouraging other people. And so I want to appeal to you, those of you that are online, this is not the time to think only of yourself. This is the time to think about that your neighbor, that woman that is next door that has no family. That man that is by your side, that you know that his children live out of town. Out of town. This is the time for us, each and every one of us, to rise as a church and show what God can do. Praise the Lord. We are going to get to the next thing here. And then, oh, I already showed you this slide. 
If you need to get in touch in one way or the other, these are the ways that you can get in touch. Lastly, I want to show you the four, the four things that you can do today. Because there is always something that you can do. There is always something I can do. There is always something that each and every one of us can do. Number one is to be willing. Everybody says to be willing. Those of you at home, why don't you say, I am willing? I am willing to be used. I am willing to be a resource. I am willing to go wherever and to do whatever God wants me to do. So, number one, be willing. Number two, be what? Available. Be what? Available. During these times, we may have to call on people to do things that are not, they are not used to doing. For example, in our church, we have a woman. She's here by herself. She has no family. She's elderly. You don't expect her to be going out. Even she has nowhere to go. We need people to arise and say, no, this woman will not starve under our watch. We need people to arise and say, no, every day we will make sure that we call this woman to make sure that she's okay. So you need to be willing and available. Number two, you need to empathize and listen when people are talking to you. You need to imagine. Now, mark my words, I said imagine. The reason I said imagine is because it is difficult for you to completely understand what somebody else is going through. Even though you yourself might have gone through something similar, but everybody's experience is different. Amen? Amen. On CNN the other day, they were showing two people a priest and another lady that both contacted coronavirus in the U.S. Their experiences were different. And so even though you will say, but I've had it before, but your experience is different. You can only imagine what the person is going through. You also imagine their mental and emotional state. Imagine some of us. Every day by 6, 30, 7 o'clock, we've left the house. And thank God I'm still living the house now because I'm, uh, by the grace of God, in my, in, in my work, my work is considered essential service. I still go to the hospital. But I can imagine people that they are all their schedule has been disrupted. People that are not used to working from home. When Junior will come and say, Daddy, I need cookie. As Junior is collecting cookie, when Junior eats the cookie, then Junior will poo. Amen? And then you have to leave your work and go and clean the poo. And then when you finish cleaning the poo, then Junior says, Daddy, come and play. Amen? But Junior does not understand that Daddy is working. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so there are challenges that we are facing. But God will see us too in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, you are not their solution. Why don't you say that with me? I am not their solution. Why don't you say that again? I am not their solution. I am just a vessel or a conduit to their solution. I am not. I am not anybody's solution. I am just a conduit to their solution. And lastly, you want to speak words of comfort and point them to the source of all comfort. The source of all comfort is God. The source of all comfort is the one that can bring a man from nothing. It's the one that can heal a man that people have condemned to die. A man called Job in the Bible. is the one that can bring him out of that condition. He is the one that can bring a man that was brought on a stretcher, that there was no space, they even had to open the roof, is the only one that can make that man to walk out of that place. Brethren, you are not the solution. We are just a conduit to their solution. 
I want you to understand one thing. During this time, and always, we are praying for you. But we also want you to pray for us so that by the grace of God, we will also continue to take the right decision. There are decisions that have been taken now. Every, not even every day now. Every single hour. Now decisions have been taken. Decisions have been changed. I want every one of you to pray for us too. That God will give us the grace to take the right decision. Now before we go, I know for those of you that are members of Cornerstone, this will charge you and energize you, knowing fully well that God is on your side. Knowing fully well that God of comfort, the God that helps a man and the God that encourages is still there. But I also want to give those, on a, those at home that may not know this God an opportunity this morning. You may say, Pastor, I have only been hearing about these things and every day my heart is breaking. Every day I am scared. Every day I am just thinking what will happen to me. The Bible tells us in the book of Numbers that some people began to cry. And they say, ah, our children will die in this wilderness. And the Bible says that God said, as you have spoken in my ears, so shall it be. Brethren, I believe God strongly that that will not be your testimony and that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. And so if you're at home and you don't know God, God is not your friend. God, you have never at any point in time made a conscious decision that I want to leave behind the things I used to do and I want to become a child of God. This is an opportunity. You can even do that in your own home. You don't have to come into the building of the church because you cannot now. But the only thing I want from you, if after you pray this prayer, is for, us to, is for you to send us a message so that we can connect with you, welcome you to the family of God, and make sure that we carry you along during this period. And so if there's any of you there, I want you to just bow down your heads with me so that we will say a word of prayer together. And then the Lord God Almighty will answer your prayers in Jesus' name. Why don't we pray? Father, we want to thank you, O God, for all of your children. We bless you, Father, for your faithfulness over their lives. Thank you, God, for keeping everyone alive even to a day like this. Thank you, God, for technology. Thank you, Father, for every medium that we are using to stream our service today. But more importantly, I want to thank you for all of these people that don't know you. Father, I pray today, God Almighty, that everything, oh God, in the past that might have been a stumbling block, we pray for mercy. We pray, God, that you will forgive their sins. We pray, Father, that you will accept them into the fold of the kingdom. And that above everything else, that your name will be glorified. Lord, we give you all the glory. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Now, if you pray that prayer with me sincerely this morning, the Lord God Almighty will be your friend. He will stretch out, he will stretch forth a hand towards you. But the Bible says that draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so I want you to take a step. Send us an email. Send us a message on Facebook. Send us a message through our website so that we can introduce you properly to this God of mercy. And for all of those of you that are members of Cornerstone, I want you to remember those three words for today. The Lord is present to help you. The Lord is present to comfort you. And the Lord is present to encourage you. Once you can rely on those three things, then you know that everything else is settled. The Lord bless you. Have a very wonderful day. I'm going to share the grace now with you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We shall live, we shall not die. 
you shall live to declare the works of God in the land of the living in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you.